Thank you for listening to Kingdom Dynamics. You are a new creation Christian, which means you stand in heaven and on earth at the same time. You're actually a spirit man that'll live forever, wrapped in a body. As you see what the Father's doing and do it, as you hear what the Father's saying and say it, you literally bring heaven to earth. I'm here to release you to be who you really are. Enjoy listening and don't forget to share it. Hello and hello. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan and I've been on a journey for about 10 years. I've been praying. I've been a Christian for 20 years. I didn't choose God. God chose me. No one invited me to church. My parents didn't take me to church. I didn't know God. I wasn't looking for God. And I heard the music coming out of a Christian church in Camberwell, Australia. And I started to cry, bawling my eyes out, snot coming out of my nose because of the love that was coming out of this church. Now, the problem was the music was inside the gymnasium of a high school. The gymnasium was behind closed doors in another larger room there was a driveway that was at least 80 to 100 metres and I was on the other side of a, of a main road and yet I heard the music and I walked into that building. My spirit was pulling me in. The Holy Spirit lassoed my spirit and pulled me in and I think about the testimony of Jesus where he said that The kingdom is like a wedding banquet when the guests didn't come. You know, God compelled the people to come. He said to the angels to go out and find anyone, any loser who's homeless or sleeping on the street or a drug addict or whatever, just bring them to my wedding. That's how I feel. That's what happened to me. I cried for the whole service. I raised my hands. I had no idea it was a, you know, it could have been a Christian service or I didn't know what it I'd never I had no idea what it was. But I felt home. I felt I knew God. I felt I knew who I was for the first time. And I knew that these people were my family. And thank God that a man came up to me at the end of the service. I I had put my hand up because the preacher had asked who was a visitor and uh and I came, and they came up to me and thank God because the bible says that in Romans how will they know if they don't hear how will they hear if we don't preach how will they preach if we we don't send them and thank God I will be forever in debt to that man who crossed the gym to ask me if I knew Jesus. And I said, I did. I was wrong. I thought I knew Jesus. And I feel like this is a pattern for the church. That we think we know Jesus, but we are like the church in Revelation 3, who say that we're rich, but we're blind, poor, pitiful, and naked. You know, Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. 
Many will call to him on that day, Lord. But Lord means owner. And does he own you? I mean, he does own you and everybody. He owns the Muslims. He owns the criminals. He owns the Christians. He owns the Buddhists. He owns the earth. But are you really following Jesus? Or are you following religious religion? I'm going to say things that are sacrilegious in this podcast because it is. I am against religion because God is against. Religion is the opposite to the kingdom of God. It was the religious people colluding with the political people who crucified Jesus. In other words, with a spiritual eyes open because everything is spiritual. Oh, there's stuff I have to tell you now, but you, I don't know if you can ha- you can handle it. You can in your spirit, but your mind will be offended by things I say. But the truth is the truth. And the kingdom means that the king's word is law. And it is not up for negotiation. What Jesus says is word is law. He's not asking for a vote. That's why he says to repent. Repent is proof that God will not change. You've got to get over yourself. Jesus said it this way. If you want to follow me, you need to die. If you want to follow me, you need to lose your life. If you obey me, you are showing me that you love me. Are you obeying Christ? Are you losing your life? Are you giving to the poor? Are you raising the dead? Are you washing people's feet? Or are you following a religion? Let me tell you, God is a spirit. And you are spirit. And he is not going to talk to your mind. He's going to talk to your spirit. And that's why sometimes you think you can't hear him. But the Bible is true and his word will not change. Not in this age or in the age to come. And so the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The Bible says you are seated in heavenly places. The Bible says you're one with God. You're a child of God. You're one with him in his family. He prayed that to the Father that you would be one as he is one. That you would have the fullness that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father had in the beginning. He's effectively saying, you know, you're one of us. You're God. Not the God, but you are a child of God and in the image of God. So let me bundle it up today. Let me give you everything. God, this is burning on my heart. He said, give them everything. So I'm giving you everything right now. There is no, you know, special edition, premium podcast. There's no book that I'm about to write that's going to have some more information in it. I'm telling you now, God has told me by the Spirit of God to give you it all. Okay, so are you ready? Hey, and welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. God has asked me to deliver the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom of God to you. And so this is it. This is the mother load. So I want you to know this and just sit down, relax and enjoy You know, I'm not speaking to your mind, I'm speaking to your spirit. You see, Paul says that it's spiritual things are spiritually discerned. You know, Paul said that 
the natural mind cannot understand the things of the spirit in fact the bible says that the 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 flesh is at war with the spirit and so a lot of the stuff you see in churches and in religious experiences are totally of the flesh they're carnal in nature they cannot please god and they're a waste of time and energy you know once you understand the kingdom of god you will understand all things you know in fact john says that you don't need anyone to teach you and that's the truth what i'm doing is just calling out what's already deposited inside of your spirit i'm bypassing your mind i'm going to who you really are spirit man and wake up wake up wake up wake up violence of the spirit taking the kingdom by force is your destiny it's god's great power that works in you and through you to accomplish the great works that he has prepared for you to do hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus never doubt god's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination that's straight from ephesians chapter 3 in the passion translation so i'm going to dump on you this kingdom revelation and i want you to listen and just relax because there's nothing you can do it's by grace that you're saved even the faith that you have is a gift from god let's just praise him for a minute father we just want to thank you for the glorious liberty of the children of god Oh, God, thank you that you wake up this person. May they begin to live from their spirit, Father God. You know, a new creation is the most amazing, shocking revelation and mystery. You know, God kept hidden from the... the, the even the angels didn't know what he was going to do. And he's making it known through the church. And we don't even know what we're going to be. But you see, a new creation is a unique being who is a multi-dimensional being. You see, God is in heaven. Heaven is the Lord's and the earth he has given to men. The, the heaven is your throne, the earth is your footstool. So, so God is in heaven. You know, when Jesus came, the Father and the Holy Spirit were in heaven. And Jesus was on the earth. And then, when the Holy Spirit was sent... Jesus was no longer on the earth, so there's always two in heaven, right? So the Father and Jesus are now in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is on the earth, right? Okay, so the Christian, the new creation Christian, the Bible is very clear, is living both in heaven and on earth simultaneously. So we are Bethel. We are the gate of heaven. Paul calls us the pillar and the ground of the truth. You know, the Psalms say that the God's pillars are made of light and we are light. So we are literally a portal or a gateway or a conduit between heaven and earth. Even David knew this. He was living in the age of, of the law, but he was living as though he was in the age of grace. So David said in Psalm 17, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness and I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. David knew that he was like God. David knew that he was made in the image of God. Unlike Adam and Eve who were trying to be like God, 
David already knew that he was like God. In Psalm 18 verses 33 and 35, he says, Through you, God, I ascend. I ascend to the highest peaks of your glory and stand in the heavenly places. Hallelujah! David, in the Old Testament, by the Holy Spirit, knew that his true identity was as if he was God on the earth, that he was like God, and that like God, he was an uniquely man. He was standing in heaven while also standing on the earth. You know, when Paul prayed these amazing prayers in Ephesians, prayers like, Father, he said, he said, I stand before the Father and I pray. He was actually being literal. Ephesians 3.14, I kneel before the Father. He was kneeling before the Father. Hebrews says, come boldly into the throne of grace with confidence. Everything I'm saying, you already know. But I'm, what you need to do as a Christian, this is a slap in the face, right? You need to be slapped in the face. I did. I do. It's called humbling ourselves. It's called dying to ourselves. It's called repentance. Do you understand? Do you get it? You've got to be shaken. The Paul says the church will be shaken first, and that's already happening. But we need religion removed. We need the veil lifted from our eyes. Even Jesus said, don't put your lamp under the table. And so what I'm saying is, is you are called to live as God on the earth. Even Hebrews, we, we, we know that that was probably Paul or Barnabas. I think it was Paul. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's in the Bible. Hebrews said, approach the throne of grace with confidence. So we go to the very throne room in heaven. We literally, physically, like spiritually go there. And not physically. We spiritually go to the throne of heaven and we that's where we pray. So when we ask, we're asking in the very presence of God. When we seek, we're seeking in the very presence of God. When we knock, we're physically, we're, we're literally knocking in the in the presence of God. That's why we come into his courts with thanksgiving, his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. These Suddenly these psalms, these scriptures become practical tools, real life tools that we can use. You see, that's why this podcast, if I haven't said it, is about understanding the kingdom. All of the parables are about the kingdom. You see, religion is twisting and turning the, 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 the truth and, and making it ineffective. The parable of the sower is not the parable of the sower. It's the parable of the kingdom. The parable of the prodigal son is not the parable of the prodigal son. It's the parable of the kingdom because all parables are about the kingdom. Did you hear that? Every parable was about the kingdom. Everything, every sermon was about the kingdom. Everything in the Bible is about the kingdom. The gospel is the good news of the kingdom of God. And so we need to gain understanding. And so we go back to that first parable that Jesus taught, the parable of the sower, which is the parable of the kingdom. What's the parable about? It's about the seed, right? What's the seed? It's the seed of the kingdom. When he interprets the parable, he says the seed is the word of the kingdom of God. The word of the kingdom of God. And you might have received that. You probably received that in church. But then Jesus explains that it's the, the worries of the world choke that seed and it doesn't bear fruit. The, the, the deceitfulness of wealth choke that seed and it doesn't bear fruit. 
The devil himself steals the seed and it doesn't bear fruit. Jesus warned us, you know, many things that he said, be aware and be wary of and avoid the teachings of the Pharisees. Be, because the yeast, the teaching of the, you see, the kingdom is yeast. And so if you have religion in your thinking, if you've ta- the, the more teaching of the Pharisees you take, the, the more your kingdom yeast is going to become ineffective. And so this is a season of purging. Come into the fire. Come into the presence of God. Let him shake you. Let him humble you. Let him speak to you so that you can repent, so that you can humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So you can resist to God and submit the devil and he will flee. And so here's, that was my introduction, but here's my, my dump. Here's my kingdom uh, dump for you, mate. So here it is. You ready? Number one, value the blood of Jesus. Now, when I say value the blood of Jesus, what I'm saying is that the greatest resource that you and I will be held accountable for is the resource of the of Jesus. I want you to think of Jesus not only as your savior and your friend and your master and your king, he is all those things. But understand that the blood of Jesus speaks. Understand that the blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus is the single most important resource in your life. It is by applying the blood of Jesus that you are healed, that you are saved. It's by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus that that you are cleansed. It's by the blood of Jesus and the word of your testimony that you overcome. And so I'm saying in this first point in understanding the kingdom, this is the dump of all the understanding. In the first point of understanding the kingdom, how are you stewarding? the blood of Jesus. What are you personally doing with the blood of Jesus today? Are you just putting it up on the wall like an an ornament or a trophy that you look at from time to time? Are you really obeying his words? You know, are you applying it every day? You know, are you, have you allowed it to fully transform your life? I believe every person, man, woman and child, old and young, black and white, slave and free, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, will be called to account, number one, for what they did with Jesus. What, and that becomes your ministry. You ask other people, everybody, what are you doing with Jesus? Because everybody has to decide what they're doing with Jesus. That's number one. Number one, here comes number two. Number two, in the kingdom of God, understanding the kingdom of God, the king is all that matters. The king is what matters. In the kingdom of God, there is no democracy. There is no parliament. There are no elders and voting. In the kingdom of God, the king is supreme. Jesus is supreme. What the king says is the law. What the king says is the kingdom. And so that makes sense when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What's he saying? He's saying that right standing with him is all that matters. Doesn't that make sense? In a kingdom, if you are a part of the great kingdom of, of Britain, or if you were part of the great, you know, um, 
old kingdoms, you know, with Genghis Khan or with, um, you know, Alexander the Great. If you could walk into Alexander the Great's tent and, so, and you could be his friend, that would put you in a good position in the kingdom, right? You know, if you walk into Alexander the Great's tent and you say something that he doesn't like, then, then he kills you, right? You know, Jesus is the king. And so it's really important that we have a great relationship with the king. That's why there, Jesus speaks so much about repentance. That's why Jesus speaks so much about, about righteousness. That's why Jesus speaks so much about obedience. Jesus said, if you obey me, you are showing me that you love me. Jesus said, if you obey me, are you obeying Jesus, spirit man? Are you obeying him? Are you washing the disciples' feet? Are you doing communion regularly? Are you loving your neighbor? Are you forgiving? Are you holding, you know, judgment and resentment? Are you living in sin? You know, it's really important. This, this is, he doesn't give us the option. Repentance, people don't understand this. Repentance is proof that Jesus won't change. See, people in this time, this falling away, you know, do you know, guys, we're in, I, I, won't, I won't get off track. I've got so much more I could tell you. I, if you were ready, I, would, I could shake you with the, 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 the revelation of who you really are, you know, if God would just let it out. But Jesus is the king and he doesn't have a suggestion box in heaven. That was Kevin Zadai's quote I found. But what I'm saying is repentance in talking marks, you know, is repentance is proof that God won't change and that you need to. Jesus will not change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. The Old Testament applies, still applies today because in, in a lot of ways, you know, Hebrews uh, getting off track here. But God hasn't changed. And the point is you need to change. The fact that Jesus calls you to repentance, the fact that Jesus preached above anything else a thousand times, repent, repent, repent. In other words, I'm God, I'm not changing, you change. You follow me. We're not calling Jesus to follow us. So this is really important in understanding this second point. Knowing the king is what matters. What the king says is all that matters. Being friends with the king is all that matters. And so obeying the king is all that matters. Point number three, believe the Bible. It's all true. If you don't understand it, then ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. Don't change the Bible to fit into your circumstances. Point number four, you're, you are a spirit. Okay? That's who you really are. Yes, you have a body. Your soul actually um, is like an operating system that enables your spirit to to communicate to the natural world through your body. Um, yeah, that's you can pray about that. Have a look at John uh, 17. Understand who you really are. Uh, Paul beat his body. He said the spirit is at war with the flesh. So just try and live out of your spirit. Pray in the spirit. Number five, the spirit is everything. So when I say that, I mean the Holy Spirit is everything. The Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God exists in the Holy Spirit. If you are in the Holy Spirit, then you are in the kingdom of God. If you are of the whole, if the Holy Spirit is in you, 
And if you are led by the Holy Spirit, the things that you say under the unction of the Holy Spirit, are those, those are the things that expand the kingdom of God. If you lay hands on the sick and they recover, Jesus said, then the kingdom of God has come to that person. So the manifestation of the kingdom is only, only through the Christian who obeys the Holy Spirit. You can do things in the flesh, it will have no eternal value. The kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. And as you as a Christian obey the Holy Spirit, it's in that step of obedience that the kingdom comes. The kingdom comes when the Christian obeys the Holy Spirit. The kingdom comes when the Christian, through boldness, takes the kingdom by force. The kingdom comes when a Christian's physical body manifests by the agreement of the spirit soul and body and the holy spirit something that god's already doing so the father in heaven says something through the holy spirit the christian then echoes that the father in heaven does something through the holy spirit my soul my mind will and emotion agree with the holy spirit and my body manifests it on the earth so if the father's doing something i'm doing something if the father in heaven is doing something and i see it and i in my physical body on the earth do it then the kingdom of heaven has come so if i speak the word of the kingdom to another human being and their ears hear that word and that my word by, from the Father goes into their heart, they then become the kingdom. The kingdom only expands through people. The kingdom only expands through people who are moved by the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? That means every Christian who's not obeying the Holy Spirit and not implementing the kingdom is not really bearing any fruit. They're not really being very effective. It means that every church out there that's that's just religious, that's not actually spirit-filled or spirit-led, they're not really expanding the kingdom. What that means is it's possible that in the last 2,000 years we haven't actually really advanced much as a, as a, in terms of the Great Commission. The kingdom is the Holy Spirit and the territory of the kingdom is the hearts of men and women who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus isn't interested in buildings, right? The building of God is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is your body, which is the church. The body, the Bible says in Ephesians that the church grows in love. The church grows as we grow in love, in the spirit. He's building a house in the spirit. Do you hear me, spirit man? He's, so your church isn't the building. The church is the spirits who are filled with the Holy Spirit in whatever building. And so the church and the kingdom both grow when the Holy Spirit moves through a person and that person speaks the word of the kingdom to another person. <laughs> so you can measure the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, you know, every, it's, it's everything. In, ultimately, everything's in the kingdom. But the kingdom of God on the earth, um, it, you can be, it can be measured in the sense of how many hearts are filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Anyway, point number six. The parable of the sower is real and literal and you need to gain understanding. So I've mentioned this already, but I want you to go and read some books on the kingdom of God. No, don't do that, actually, because that might be uh, unhelpful if they're full of the yeast of the Pharisees. Read Miles Monroe's books on the principles of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom and understanding the kingdom of God. Um, you can read... Um, 
Dr. Jack Taylor's uh, word, uh, Jack Taylor's a book on the kingdom of God called Cosmic Initiative. And you can read history books on what kingdoms are and understand that democracy didn't exist in Jesus's day. And Greek thinking uh, took us away, uh, so much away from, from kingdoms into uh, democracies and philosophy. So go, just try and get understanding of kingdoms generally in, in the world. And, and also study Rome as well. That'll really help you. Number seven, pray in tongues. God won't let me share the next three ones, but, but number seven is really important because your spirit is connected to God's spirit and your spirit prays by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit pray, plays in languages that the, only God can hear and only the angels can hear. And you speak mysteries and it offends the mind. So if you just, in fact, if you just did this one, you'll get there. Pray in the Spirit. If you don't know what to do, pray in the Spirit. If you do know what to do, pray in the Spirit. If you have a question, pray in the Spirit. Praise God. Holy Spirit, thank you that I've spoken the word to these people. Thank you that you've caused me to communicate the gospel. Thank you that you've shown me that, that, that this word will bear fruit. And so I thank you that this person is totally nah, rigged. Uh, for your favor, Lord. Now, this person, you know, cannot stop the, the momentum. If whoever's heard this message in its entirety, you are now uh, infected, you know, ruined by, by the word of God in a good way. You have been filled with the, 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 the true, you know, knowledge of the kingdom of God. I let it, Lord, water this word. May this person bear fruit a hundred times of what's sown. A hundred times. You do it, Lord. You do it, Lord. Take all the glory. Use this person. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Thank you. They now carry a weight. Angels, new angels being assigned to them for the kingdom. You know, guys, don't be surprised, you know, like Paul said. <laughs> don't be surprised. Jesus said, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Paul said, don't be surprised when you encounter various trials. Listen, guys, if you if you listen to this podcast again and get understanding in the kingdom, you'll realize that your circumstances don't matter because God turns all things together for good. You know, Paul's in prison and he's rejoicing, not because he's some superhero, but because he gets it and you get it. You, you've already got it. That's the truth. Let me tell you, this is the good news. The good news is you've already arrived. The good news is there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> you're, all, you're saved. You know, yes, you're being built up in the most holy faith. Yes, you're going from glory to glory. But but you've already, once you're saved, it's the best thing that could ever happen to you. You are forgiven. You're, you're seated at the right hand of God. All things are yours, things present and things to come. You don't have to worry. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Religion will always put the kingdom into the future, but that's a lie. Religion will say you can have God when you tithe or when you finish Bible college. That is satanic. That is a lie. The king, you have the kingdom now. There's no more of the kingdom available. He's, he's given, once you have the Holy Spirit, you have the whole kingdom. It's out of your belly, Jesus said, that flows rivers of living waters. Did you get it? Didn't he, Jesus didn't say out of heaven will flow rivers of living waters or out of some apostle or special person. No, out of your belly. So you are now you now have the universe. You know you have everything inside of you. There's nothing more that Jesus can give you. He has poured. He has dripped his blood onto the carpet for you. He has poured his. He's poured out his soul, his spirit, his emotions, everything. It's out. 
There's no more that he can give. You are the only one who can turn off the switch of heaven. It is on. There, and let me just say, even by the Spirit of God, that, that he is permanently flicking your switch on today. And, you know, he won't override your will if you really want to turn it off, but he is helping you and me to lock that switch open. Do you want that open? I do. Put your hand in the air. Say, Jesus, I want that switch open. In Jesus' name, Lord, would you bypass our mind, our soul. Lord, would you use us, as Paul said, be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Be conformed by the Holy Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. awesome. God sees you. He cleanses you by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you would just submit to Jesus, you will see his eyes burning with fire. (laughs) And you yourself will start to transform into his image. And you will start to see who you really are. A son of God glorious made perfect in him go show yourself to the world today son of god Go! Go!